start recording it. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. Hey, Iron Radio listeners, uh, this is ironradio.org, and that was our old sound clip, um, but I'm running, the, this is Rob Fortress Fortney, and I'm running the tech part and the sound part today as we're not being joined today by uh, Charles, Phil, or Lonnie, so I'm kind of running the show today, so if uh, that was a little bit of a mistake, we had another sound sound clip that we were supposed to use, but screw it. Anyway, um, today we have on the show, introduce yourself, my friend. Uh, this is Jonathan Mike. Um, I'm a doctoral student in exercise physiology, strength coach, and amateur strongman competitor. And I actually have a contest next Saturday in Huntington Beach, California. So hopefully that'll go over pretty well. So thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. And I'm glad you can come on and co-host today with me. Uh, um, before we, we actually have a guest today, Anthony Almada, who's uh, yet to uh, come on the the teleconference here, so um, we thought we'd just start the show without him, um, and hopefully he'll join us soon. Um, but in the meantime, um, we here at uh, Iron Radio have a trivia episode, 50th episode trivia contest that we're going to be running here for all you listeners. Um, and Lonnie Lowry has uh, emailed me, imploring me to uh, get this thing started today on this show. So um, for all you people listening who would like to take part, uh, do listen up, and what I'm about to say, I will repeat at the end of the show um, in case you've missed it, um, and I think probably most of the details of this probably will be available on ironradio.org. Anyway, so here we go. Um, there's going to be, um, again, this is our 50th episode uh, trivia contest, um, and there's going to be a, a draw of all the uh, submissions for a bunch of free stuff. Um, I don't know exactly what all the free stuff is, but I think there's going to be a, a bunch of stuff that we're all, uh, all our us hosts are going to throw into the into the uh, pie. So, anyway, um, the timeline for this trivia is basically today um, through to uh, April 2nd, Friday, April 2nd, um, at two o'clock Eastern. So, the answers we're looking for for the trivia concert are, and there's four questions. So here we go. First one. Uh, and most of the, all of these, obviously, you can get the answers from from uh, past past episodes of the show. So, number one, where does Bill Pearl train? Um, where does Bill Pearl train? Two, how many years did Charles say one should train before opening his pie hole? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, how many years did Charles say one should train before opening his pie hole? Uh, three, which top ten hardcore gym has been the competitive train setter for both Lonnie and myself? Top ten hardcore gym. Um, and four, what does PETA stand for in Phil's world? There you go. What does PETA stand for in Phil's world? So to attend this event, to, to uh, give your answers, call 1-206-203-3798 with the answers. That's one two zero six two zero three. 3798 with the answers. And again, at the end of the show, I'll just run through those questions again with the number for uh, you people who have missed it. Okay, so 
Here we are, and we still haven't been uh, joined by Anthony, I guess. Anthony, are you there? No, he's not. So, um, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because, again, I'm um, up until a couple days ago, I was largely unfamiliar with you, um, and sure. we've only spoken on the phone a few times. And um, So maybe just talk a little bit about uh, your experiences in weight training and how you came to it and kind of you, your competitive uh, you know, sp- specifics and this type of thing. Right on. Well, it was actually uh, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, it was actually in the summer of 1999, and I remember I used to watch or uh, be heavily into um, uh, what is currently WWE, you know, wrestling, and you know all those guys on there have uh, you know very astounding physiques, and so it's kind of a you know a motivation for me or you know influence to start you know getting some training and. Started training in high school and just met up with, um, you know, one of the coaches there and started to uh, show me the ropes and all the basic movements and things. And, and uh, you know, just really wanted to learn, um, you know, all the stuff about, you know, weight training and different types of lifts and, you know, uh, training principles and all that good stuff and continued on with it uh, in early college and um, started to work with stream conditioning and athletics in 2003 and did that for a couple of years with uh, baseball, softball, track, and swimming. And um, just kind of uh, went on from there and just, you know, get more experienced as, you know, the further you get into it and, you know, different types of training protocols and regimens, you start to read a lot of the research and uh, what is, you know, valid, what's legit, or even just talking to, uh, you know, people like yourself and um, going on from there. And continuing on with lifting, and when I moved here in my current city, um, I actually saw um, advertisements for an upcoming strongman contest. And of course, we've always seen it on TV, and, you know, these guys are just, you know, strength freaks, obviously. But got into that and met one of the promoters at the time, and about three weeks later, just started going up to his house and train. And about a month and a half or so later, I actually did my first contest, and I actually ended up getting fourth, and the funny thing is I wasn't really training to compete at all. I was just sort of talked into it at the time. I ended up getting fourth and have been doing it ever since and did um, – this is my fifth contest coming up in California. I actually qualified for the Nationals but um, was unable to go. This was last year, so uh, hopefully I can qualify again and hit up the Nationals sometime in the foreseeable future. So, um that's uh, my story in a nutshell. Okay. So how long have you been training with weights then? Uh, 11 so, years, just over 11 years. Okay. Um, so you've never considered anything like powerlifting or anything like that was immediately kind of getting into the strongman thing as far as the Well, I've never competed in powerlifting, but um, and I've competed in, you know, various sports, you know, throughout, you know, college and high school. and But never really considered strongman until I actually saw it live and just figured, you know, give it a shot and uh, – you know, was pretty decent at it. I wouldn't say I was, you know, awesome at the start. Obviously, you have to, you know, keep training for it. But sure. I was kind of uh, the bug kind of hit me, and uh, I just love it. Right. How far do you think you would like to uh, take this at this? I mean, how old are you? Uh, twenty-eight. You're twenty-eight. How? I mean, so you're still young for strength sports. How how far would you like to take this? Uh, you're talking about in terms of specifically like strongman or just lifting overall. Well, I'm assuming lifting overall, you'll probably be involved with it probably for your lifetime. But, yeah, competitively in strongman. Well, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I would say I definitely like to place high at the national level. 
Um, and of course, to be able to qualify for things like World's Strongest Man, um, you have to get top three, I believe, at the national contest um, to qualify for uh, like World's Strongest Man. And, and, and you may even have to compete again as a qualifier for uh, World's Strongest Man. But um, I mean, it'd be cool to, to place high at the national level. Um, in terms of right now, I'm not, I'm not sure if I have ambitions to, um, you know, be on TV yet. So, yeah, it's amazing. In the last, I find in the last three, four years, just to see the 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 massive size of the the competitors at the very top level. I mean, you know, back in the Kazmaier days and stuff, those guys were, you know, certainly a lot of them were in the light, like you know, two eighty, two ninety. But you had guys like Casworth, you know, three twenty, three thirty, three forty. But now you have guys who are Oh my God! They're like 400 pounds or 370, 380 pounds. I mean, it's just it's, it, these guys are like just monsters. Well, they are, and um, you know, one of the um, top pros who recently just won Arnold Classic, Derek Poundstone. Yeah. He's like six one, and um, I think he was like 330 for the Arnold Classic, and uh, he's back up to like 340 now. Another uh, competitor pro, Brian Shaw, who actually got third last year, World's Strongest Man. He's like six eight and almost four hundred pounds. So yeah. you know, just like you said, I mean, these guys are just—I mean, they're just monsters. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say to, to listeners that um, we're working to get Derek Poundstone actually as on a guest on the show, and he might actually be appearing this next Friday. Um, I'm not confirmed on that yet, but it might be this next Friday for Derek Poundstone. Um, if not this next Friday, certainly soon. So that should be an interesting conversation for sure. I think you know if, if people go on YouTube and watch uh, a lot of the videos of his, um, you know, antics in the gym and competitively, it's uh, he's a pretty impressive guy. Yeah, he is, and uh, he's actually my age. He's 28. So, uh, oh, okay, so yeah, he's young. What he's what he's accomplished in such a short period of time, I think, is uh, it's just phenomenal. It really is. What's his background? Do you know? Uh, I'm not really sure. I mean. Uh, I think he's he's a, currently a police officer in yeah. um, Waterbury, Connecticut, I believe, and um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly his background. I know, I know he's been involved with, uh, you know, lifting and strength sports uh, for several years, but uh, I'm not really I'm not really sure about his uh, specific background, actually. What do you think uh, is are are some um, physical attributes specifics that um, are definitely a must for somebody to excel in strongman? Well. It's funny because I actually get this question quite a bit um, throughout the year. Um, to be, I don't, there's not any like research on this, and I'm not really sure where I heard this or if it's just something that I just kind of conjured from somewhere, but to be above average strength, even if you're not competing in, in stronger, just to be average, above average strength, I think you should be able to um, bench press, um, you know, two plates overhead press one plate, squat three plates, and deadlift four plates. And what I mean, you know, for the listeners, you know, bench press, you know, one plate obviously is 135, um, or overhead press 135, bench 225, squat 315, and deadlift 405. And that's just to be above average strength. I think if if you want to be a great competitor in a sport of strongman, it really, you know, nowadays it's funny because you have lightweights that are overhead pressing, well over 300 pounds, um, deadlifting well over, you know, five and 600 pounds, you know, squatting, you know, five, 600 plus pounds. So um, you definitely just really need to get strong on the overall just big list, you know, bench, 
bar incline squat, dead, overhead press. Those are really the foundation for strongmate. But and maintain a, um, a strong athleticism as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. You need to be. Um, you really need to be quick um, because these, these these guys, even the pros or even amateurs for that matter, some of these guys are 280 over 300 pounds and they just move extremely fast. So you really need to have, like you said, you know, uh, a quality athleticism, but you need to be quick. Um, so, uh, it would seem because, a lot of these guys are very tall too, and that, which goes hand in hand with, no pun intended, and having larger hands. Because I remember once I was backstage at uh, the Arnold Classic for the bench off, and there was going to be later on a, a kind of like a pro am strongman kind of thing, and I was talking with Eddie Cohn, um, and he was he was laughing because you know they had like I don't know what they call that the Apollonian wheel or Apollo wheel, uh, Apollo axle, Apollo yeah. axle. And uh, there were guys there like Brad Gillingham and stuff, and they were joking with Ed to try and do it. And he was saying, "There's no way in hell he could do it because you know you needed like these you know massive hands, and, and oh. he didn't have them." And it seems to be you know, all these guys, these you know top competitor, competitive strongmen, they do have very you know they're taller and they have very large hands to kind of like you know grab all these kind of odd implements and so, so forth. Uh, absolutely, and even there's some guys that don't have you know large hands, but their grip is just phenomenal. So it kind of works, you know, it's interesting because it kind of works both ways, but to be taller, you know, to be large and to have big hands, it, um, it's definitely a huge advantage for you um, in competition. Okay, now I think I think we're, uh, Anthony's supposed to be joining us very shortly. I got an email from him um, who was asking us if what the correct time was, <laughs> and I just emailed him back and saying, Right now, so. But I think what we'll do, um, John, if it's cool with you, is we'll just uh, move right into the uh, topic of the day, and we'll start talking about that. We'll just, as I said earlier, we'll just, uh, you know, implement uh, Anthony in if and when he uh, he joins us. Is that okay with you? Sounds great. Let's roll. Okay, let's do it. put you on the hot seat here, John. Uh, how would you define our topic of the day today? <laughs> <laughs> right on. Just out of nowhere, right? Great. Um, the topic of the day, we're going to talk about training attitude and mentality um, with supplements. And this could be just supplements overall. It doesn't have to be anything like specific in terms of supplements. But what are the current attitudes, you know, mentality towards supplements? Because, you know, novice or intermediate or even maybe some advanced trainees, we all have different attitudes, you know, towards supplements, and I think the main attitude that probably the majority of people have is they take the supplements with the idea of, you know, they're going to get bigger, they're going to get ripped, or they're going to have, you know, they're going to get a big, you know, squat today, or, or something along those lines. So, but, you know, to sort of make a disclaimer here, the main premise of supplements is or should be to supplement what you should already be doing in the first place. You should already be engaging in, you know, quality, you know, training, you know, the major lifts. You should already be engaging in, 
you know, sound nutritional practices as opposed to using the supplements um, to um, be the foundation. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly, absolutely. Right. Well, it, it's it's interesting you say that because so many people do um, fail to recognize what the what the term supplement means. That that's a supplement to what you're already doing and. Like you say, so many young guys, and I, I suppose to a degree, when I was young, I did the same thing. You know, they they look at they spend so much money and so much time and so much effort with the supplements, and they fail to realize that that's just kind of like a, you know, like a, uh, you know, what am I looking for? You know, the, the top the top of the cake. It's it, the cake itself should be, you know, what you are. Like you say, I mean, the foundation of your training, the found certainly eating wise, the foundation of just eating real food. Mm-hmm. Um, and just before the show started, you and I were talking actually um, coincidentally about the fact that I just yesterday I actually purchased a, a weight gainer uh, just because I was looking for something to kind of just push myself a little bit because I wanted to get some weight on. I thought I had to kind of like a jumpstart things metabolically. But um, and you said you also used one. Um, what, what, what's your reasoning at this point? Just because again that um, you find that it's difficult at your at your level of. Um, you know, training and so forth to kind of get the necessary calories in from food or what? Well, no, I mean, I, I, even when I was younger, I've always eaten a lot. But, I mean, my main premise of using supplements is just to maintain or increase caloric intake or maintain or increase carbohydrate and protein intake, not with the idea that, you know, I'm going to take, you know, this massive weight gainer and, you know, like I said, um, you know, lift, a, you know, a 500-pound atlas stone off the floor or something like that. But, um I, on a normal day, I typically have about four to five food meals and like two to three shakes. Okay. So um, I, I think that's, you know, for for a strength athlete or someone like myself who's trying to put on a little bit more weight for the upcoming contest or just to maintain body weight, I think it's I think that's very realistic. I think it's very reasonable. Um, there are some people that I've competed against uh, in the past here locally, and you know they're very strong, but they don't eat a lot of food. They just have protein shakes all day long, and I just personally don't really see how they could do that because uh, I know I couldn't do it, just have protein shakes all day long. I have to have some type of solid food. Um, yeah, and, and it's funny because Lonnie, if he was on here, I'm sure he would say this. He's he's a big proponent of the fact that, you know, further to what you're saying about protein shakes, he's like, you know, you have to get that raw material. I mean, you you can't just be trying to build the house without the, all the raw material, the wood and so forth. So, I mean, to use an analogy. So, you know, you have to you really do have to eat all the carbohydrates and all these types of things and get as much solid food in as you can. And, you know, I'm I'm definitely trying every day to get five or six meals in a day right now. And um, I, my reasoning for buying the, the weight gainer was simply because I just wanted to try and see if I could heap another, you know, several hundred calories on, quality calories on top of that. Um, you know, but it, it's one of those things where it's interesting. I was talking to somebody actually at the supplement uh, store yesterday, and um, he got we got to talk about how long I've been training and so forth. And, um, he was asking about my supplement use throughout the years, and I, I said, and I never really thought about it this way, year, this way. But when I, you know, the first several years that I trained, I did, I was kind of typical in that manner, right? You get the the wheat or protein powders and all this kind of stuff, and you, you know, you really do put place a high, you know, premium on, on their their value and and your, you know, I mean, beyond the protein powders and all this kind of stuff and the weight gainers and carb things and you know, mega pack vitamins and stuff that, you know, I mean, I'm going, I'm dating myself here, but, you know, back in the day, you always go for the, you know, the, uh, the, the novelty supplements, right? Like the, you know, the, sure. The, yeah. I would like that too. Action. I mean, uh, the GNC, like pro performance stuff, which, I mean, I don't really, I don't really purchase 
those supplements much anymore. But, I mean, they're not that bad in terms of taste. But, I mean, I understand what you're saying, and I was like that too. I mean, like when you were younger, a novice trainer, you put a high emphasis on supplements and sort of a indirectly or maybe even directly put a low emphasis um, on just eating a lot of food. Well, yeah, it doesn't seem like, I mean, it's much more attractive when you're 16 years old and you're looking at some ad with, uh, you know, uh, Muhammad Makawi or something in an ad in, in, you know, Muscle and Fitness, and he's got the, you know, the pro builder or whatever it is, protein power, powder, and you think, oh, well, you know, I've got an extra 20 bucks, I'm going to go buy that stuff. You know, it, it never dawns on a 16-year-old mind to just go buy a few steaks, you know? Um, no, absolutely not. The other thing is, you know, um, I, I I went through then, you know, my the era of my training that I called uh, where I kind of was – shun supplements almost um almost entirely outside of just you know like a, a multivitamin that i'd you know buy at a, at a drugstore or something like that i mean i i pretty much had nothing to do with supplements at all um i was almost anti-supplements although i wouldn't have said gone quite that far but yeah i just i just took everything i had money-wise and i would just buy it on food um and i think that in the last couple of years i've kind of come full circle whereas i'm coming back to the idea that certainly supplements definitely have a benefit um, in the trainer's arsenal. Um, it's just that, you know, you have to come back to that full circle with, you know, with, you know, your gain knowledge and so forth of, you know, what is frivolous and not important what and what actually can be of benefit to you. Do you, do you share that opinion? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think um, it kind of comes back to maybe even certain types of food or even like just like drugs or whatever, but in terms of supplements, I think it's safe to say that, you know, there's a benefit-to-risk ratio. And if you're just pounding supplements and pounding supplements and without much emphasis on eating a lot of solid food, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, you can have the best type of, you know, weight training program in the world, but you're going to have a very difficult time achieving any type of, you know, short-term or mid-term, long-term goal. So, um, yeah, I would definitely uh, – Definitely agree on that for sure. Yeah, I mean, you have to realize it's that this is the you know, or when you're talking about eating and supplementation stuff, this is the fuel that we use to kind of like you know, both drive ourselves into in these you know brutal workouts and then you know um, recuperate us after them. And you know, it, it's one of those things where, and Lion and I again talk about these things that it's it's kind of one of those things where the you know the more advanced you get, the stronger you get, and the more you know tolerance you develop towards what is really a, a, a brutal assault on the body that, I mean, you know, um, more advanced strength training is, whether it be strong man, powerlifting, whatever. I mean, you really have to be ever increasingly diligent to, you know, um, really focus in on getting those five, six meals in a day, you know, and, and, and supplementing where needed and, and, you know, getting the rest where needed and so forth. Because, you know, it, it's funny, I'm in the gym, you know, and it, oftentimes young guys will say, well, how many days a week do you train? And I'm like, well, I train with weights three, three days a week. And they you know, they're looking at me sideways because, you know, all the magazines, you know, bodybuilding magazines and so forth, have these guys train five, six, seven days a week. And, you know, and I say, well, you know, I suggest you do the same. And, you know, they they don't realize that those guys in the magazines are, you know, if they are training that many days a week, they're, you know, probably at a stage where they're not training, you know, um, you know, like more advanced powerlifters or strength athletes and, you know, implementing, again, free bar squats, deadlifts, rows, and all that. Not to mention the fact that most of them, if not all of them, are using performance-enhancing drugs, which makes a big difference, and a lot of them don't have jobs outside of doing that, so they can just sleep all day. Yeah. You know, I don't think <laughs> right. I don't think that when you're you know anything greater than an immediate trainer, 
in a strength sport that it really is feasible to train more than three, four times a week max. I find it difficult at my stage of the game to even sometimes get in three days a week because I'm just my nervous system is just uh, it's almost like I'm I'm constantly kind of you know racing with trying to get my nervous system and everything back online right to get get in for that next uh, training session and that's only at three days a week. Yeah, well, that's funny that you mentioned about the guy that asked you, you know, that question, how often you train, because at the end of, uh, like, this last December, I remember I walked into the gym here, and, and just um, out of nowhere, this guy comes up to me, and he was like, you know, dude, you're huge, what do you eat? And, you know, <laughs> and I didn't say anything, but, you know, the point is, is like, I mean, I can tell you what I do, but <laughs> it's not really going to help you, because, you know, one, you're probably not eating like you should, and you're probably not lifting, you know, like you should, and even some students now, um, you know, I have to tell them, you know, just like you said, some of the guys in, you know, in the muscle mags, they don't look like that year-round. And this is right before or right after some type of major contest. Um, yeah. and, and sometimes, you know, people look at me like, um, you know, I just came from another planet. Uh, they just don't understand that. And um, it's just kind of a, a sad state, really. Um, well, it, it, even like where we're, we're talking about, um, again, kind of to – um, move along the conference here, like, but even stuff like creatine, which which has been shown through countless studies to be to be effective and actually work. You know, I, I get guys who I see in the gym, and these are like you know, eighteen, nineteen year old guys who are you know soaking wet a buck sixty, and they're sitting doing they're doing you know reverse wrist curls with like you know two and a half pound dumbbells, and they come up to me and say, hey, you know, like what do you think of creatine? Mm-hmm. And it just it just strikes me as being like. Man, you, you've got the you've got the wrong idea about everything, you know. I'm like, well, it's like the same people that that ask me. It's like they they, they say something like, "Well, is, is creatine bad?" And I'm just like, "Well, bad? Like, I mean, compared to what? I mean, what are you comparing it to? You know, hardcore right. like durational types of drugs or something? I mean, it's like it, it's just it's it's kind of ridiculous." Yeah, totally. I mean, I get asked a lot about creatine. Um, you know, guys who even actually another guy I know just recently asked me. He doesn't even train. He doesn't have any experience at all lifting a weight in his life. He's I think 23, and he first thing out of his mouth was, "What should I do in the gym?" Or what his first thing out of his mouth was, "Oh yeah, somebody told me about creatine. Should I be taking that?" And I'm like, "Well, first of all, you better you know start training." <laughs> you know, and, and if you're yeah. starting to, think- no, it's no, it's funny that you said that because I remember the first like probably three years that I first started training. Um, I wasn't really into supplements that much. Like, I just ate solid food and just trained, and it wasn't really until probably around the late third year, early fourth year, I started to kind of, um, you know, dab a little bit uh, into the supplement realm, and you know, and it's just unfortunate because I just think a lot of trainees today, you know, at least I think, should should take more of that approach. Just train hard and just eat solid food, uh, you know, for the first couple of years and just, you know, make some good gain. And let's be serious. I mean, it's it's said over and over and over again, but it, it bears be, repeating ad nauseum. People just don't eat enough. Yep. Well, I mean, let me just, you know, let me kind of add to that, you know, and let me kind of ask you this too. I mean, I, I have a contest coming up and I've just been eating so much food, not not like – you know, like McDonald's or stuff like that, but just a lot of, you know, heavy solid types of foods. And, you know, I think it's hard to put, you know, good quality weight on. I mean, would you, you know, how would you, how would you respond to that? Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. Certainly after you've been trained for several years, it gets to be like that's why I had this weight gainer because it's like, you know, on top of the four, five, six meals a day I'm eating, you know, it's like, you know, I start, you know, trying to throw in there the Big Mac once in a while and stuff. Or, you know, just, just trying to kind of like jumpstart my body into kind of, you know, you know, moving towards anabolism. And, you know, I thought, well, you know, maybe I should just go revisit this whole weight gainer thing and kind of, you know, and find one that's not, you know, laden with sugar and stuff and, and, and do that and see what happens. And um, But, yeah, it's actually it's, – it's very difficult. I mean – Certainly, the best way to go about it, and you know, this has been talked about endlessly, is just that, you know, the, the cornerstone of your training has to be, you know, the compound multi joint movements. Get as much rest as you can. Train extremely hard and intensely, but train infrequently, and get a ton of food. The easy part to me is the training. The hard Absolutely. part to me, the eating. And I think that I think, I think that's shared by a lot of people I've spoken with over the years. It's. The eating is the challenge. It's not the training. The training is almost the fun part. I mean, it's, of course, it's hard, but, I mean, it's, it really is a chore to constantly be eating. And, I mean, you know, not only just the planning for it, um, you know, because you always have to be mindful every two or three hours, let's go by wherever you are. Do you have food available to you? You know, do you have the necessary, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes to eat it? You know, constantly feeling bloated. Your waist is, you know, waist isn't, you know, bloated. You're... I mean, it's it's it kind of is just a real pain in the ass, and it is. Uh, and I think um, even even if you know you're trying to get you know twenty five hundred to three thousand calories, you know, say if you're like two hundred pounds or whatever, I mean that's that's a that's a lot of food, and and um, it's a, it's a lot of eating, and it's it's um, you're definitely right. It, it definitely um it definitely has its drawbacks. I mean, I I love to eat, but it, it's it's definitely hard when you you really need to put on as much weight as you can at least quality way and not try to get like super sloppy yeah and it's interesting because it's so it runs so opposed to you know society now about you know people you know trying to lose weight and people trying to lean up and people you know i'm constantly saying to people you know oh man you know i got, I got damn it i gotta eat again in half an hour you know and, and to most people <laughs> who have to do with what we do they you know they they look at me and they're like well don't eat then you know, it's like, well, you don't, you know, are you hungry? And I'm like, well, no, I'm not. Well, they don't, yeah, they don't food? really understand. I mean, you and I eat more food in like two or three days than most people probably do in a week. <laughs> oh, I would absolutely agree with that. It stuns me yeah. that people who eat once or twice a day, that, you know, that just the average people, um, I'm like, wow, how, what have you eaten today? It's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, well, I had a muffin this morning and uh, I had a coffee this afternoon. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> But you know it's a pain, and not to be too um, too gross or anything. But you know you're all constantly in the washroom and stuff. I mean, it's just you know it's just you're pounding food in and pounding food in and pounding. It. And sometimes you're just like you know it, it's almost to me like people give themselves cheat meals in bodybuilding when they're pre-contest. You know they give them a day where they have a cheat meal or a cheat day. I almost in reverse now that I've left you know competitive bodybuilding behind and gone full hog into like strength training. I almost sometimes give myself a off day from eating, where I will only allow myself, not allow myself, but I'll, you know, be lenient on myself not to eat, you know, more than a couple times yeah, a day. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I've done that too. And um, sometimes, like what, have I've, what I've experienced, sometimes having that sort of off day from eating, let's just kind of be clear. I mean, we're not talking about not eating. We're just talking about sort of coming back off from the, you know, the heavy, you know, intake of food. Uh, right. Sometimes, sometimes psychologically, um, the psychological effect can be there too because, you know, when you feel that you have to sort of come back off from eating, 
someone might feel that they're sort of like wasting away or like getting small or something. I mean, that's really right. not the case. We're just, just giving the, you know, digestive system a little bit room to breathe. And I, and I guess, I mean, Lonnie would be the best one to talk to about this, this type of thing. But I, I suppose there probably is some, you know, real thera- theoretical application of, you know, somebody who does eat so heavily all the time, to, you know, take a day or, you know, day or two every week or so just to, you know, let, like you say, like the digestive system just kind of, you know, cool off a little bit, you know, and right. clear out a bit. Um, but well, yeah, one of the questions that uh, I kind of wanted to bring up um, with Anthony, I'll uh-huh. just bring it up now, and I'm sure you've gotten this too, um, you know, in your experience and, and, and um, with your types of training, and I get this a lot too, you know, people ask, well, you know, what is the best supplement for this, or what is what is the best for this or that? And a lot of times my responses are, are conducive to something like, well, doesn't it, you know, let me kind of ask you though the same question. It really depends on the individual needs of the trainee and what their what their goals are. I mean, if they want to, they want to you know lose a bit of a little lose a little bit of body fat and gain some overall body strength. I mean, you're probably not going to you know pound in like the heavy weight gainers and you know a half dozen donuts or something like that. But um, <laughs> but again, they just it, it really there is no like best. A lot of it has to do with uh, trial and tribulation and. Uh, and taste or, or preference. Uh, uh, what do you think? Oh, definitely. Um, well, I mean, you're, you're, when, you, when you're a competitive bodybuilder, I, I definitely will say that the whole taste aspect is a big thing too. I mean, and again, not to kind of run in a different direction, but you know, people don't consider that when you're you know pounding whatever it be right a protein drink or a weight gain or something. You have to consider that. I mean, people will automatically go for the chocolate or the. But it's amazing the value of something that's just almost tasteless. <laughs> somebody's, you know, because I, I guarantee you that, you know, that tasty chocolate protein drink, if you're drinking two or three of them a day for two months, uh, you're, you're going to loathe that taste <laughs> beyond words. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very specific to what the person wants to do. I, absolutely. Um, which again, makes it laughable when somebody like the, the case I told you before about the young guy hadn't even said in the gym yet his first thing is what you know what do you think of creatine it's like well you know it's it's putting the the horse in front of the you know, you know before the cart or the cart before the horse or whatever the, the saying is um yeah you have to you know most of these people you know they walk into and i mean you know the magazines and so forth they do a great disservice i think because you know they present so many options and such confusion to people that you know don't yet have the information to kind of you know the filtering knowledge to be able to you know, to differentiate what's what and what's good and what's, again, an application for what they they need at the very moment. And, you know, all they see is that, you know, the bright, shiny ads and take this and the cryo this and some, you know, drug-jacked athlete standing there, you know, holding bricks or something in his hand looking cool. And, you right. know, they think, okay, well, that that's what I need to do to get that way. And, um, but, I mean, that's a whole other discussion, but. Yeah, it's, um, just, um, it's just like an illusionary portrayal of what, is reality at this point in time. And I think, um, you know, and a lot of people ask about, you know, these supplements and, you know, what's best or just like you say, well, you know, you know, what about creatine or something like that? I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they want to try and use something, supplements or whatever, to get them to where they want to be without actually putting in any hard work or effort over, you know, weeks, months, and years or decades. Yeah, and, and I'd like to just further that by saying that 
this is not, you know, a, a pursuit, you know, the pursuit of, you know, extreme mass and strength for people who don't have patience. Um, this is not about, again, like you said, this is not about days and weeks and months. This is about years and decades. Um, you know, I know there's shortcuts and, you know, drugs and all this type of thing, but, I mean, I'm sure you'll agree. I mean, the people who really do achieve, like, Herculean, world-class size and strength, um, this is something that takes, you know, years and decades. This is not something that, you know, people always walk in the gym and they're 160 pounds and they think, oh, you know, by, by this time next year I want to be ripped at 200. I mean, they just don't they just don't get it, you know, and they don't understand they the – and they don't understand that the commitment and the consistency that's needed – um, and just and just the time, you know. If you say to them, well, you know, how long? Have, you know, wow, I saw you squatting, you know, sets and reps with six hundred the other day, Fortress. Uh, you know, how long have you been training, man? You know, I'm like, oh, I've been training for like, you know, twenty five years. They're, like, you know, they look at me like, oh God, like twenty five years. I've only been training for like a year, and it's like, yeah, right. It's well, like, it's funny know, because uh, I think I've talked about this with Lonnie before. You know, people they ask questions like you know, how much do you squat or how much do you bench or what do you eat, as opposed to asking more, I guess, intelligent questions or more reasonable types of questions like, well, you know, Rob, how long have you been training? What are some types of the various training methods that you have done to, you know, achieve, you know, 600-pound squats or, you know, things like that? Right. Or, or I think a good question for these young guys would be, you know what? You've been through the ringer. What are the the chief roadblocks and mistakes that you've made this first several years of your training because you've been training so long that you can maybe parlay to me so then I can, you know, hopefully avoid those pitfalls, you know? Like that would have been beneficial to me if if you know, guys that I grew up with, you know, would have told me, you know, some of the pitfalls. I mean, you know, now that I've gone through them. I mean, I I guess it's one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, you have to kind of go through that fire, but um anyway, I want to ask you because um, we've got to wrap this show up, getting close here. Um, what, John, do you think for uh, you know uh, an average guy in the gym who, who wants you know some size and some strength? What do you think supplementation-wise? And again, we've already covered the whole idea that you know supplements are just that a supplementation to eating. So we've we, you know we've set that already. But outside of somebody, you know, eating the three, four, five good meals a day, what do you think, John, would be a, a kind of a I know we talked very about you know specificity of what people need, but what would what would be a cornerstone do you think of, of what somebody might want to supplement uh, their their regimen with? Well, um, you're talking about in terms of like just an average person, or do they want to put on a bunch of body mass. I like again that you know that 23 year old guy that's lifting right now that wants to get a little bit bigger and get some strength and that type of thing. What what do you think they should have in their their cupboard supplement wise? Um, well, I think some of the top supplements that I would recommend is. Just a really good fish oil, um, and Lonnie would, have, would, have, would be able to elaborate more on that. But uh, fish oils, probably some, you know, maybe some vitamin D, vitamin D3. Um, just a good, you know, just whey protein. You know, like for example, I get a like five six pound, you know, bag of whey protein from like the Costco's or the Sam's or whatever, and it's like thirty five bucks and. For for the quantity and the amount that you get for that price, I, I think it's a great deal. Um, something like that, or maybe uh, like you said earlier, GNC Pro Performance. We're trying to put on some mass. You know, one of those a good quality weight gainers that we talked about before, like the Cyto gainers, that works really well. Um, and you know, two or three of those a day, and just lots of lots of food. You don't necessarily have to hit up 
uh, you know, the drive through, you know, four or five days a week, but probably it wouldn't hurt to uh, hit that up, you know, good, you know, once a week just to, to put on some body mass. So uh, it's true. Again, it kind you of know, I, yeah, I say that to guys all the time too. I'm like, you know what? Eat as much good food as you can and then drive through, you know, Burger King a few times a week. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean to, you know, that I think most people, you know, lose it when they go through that because of all the, you know, the pop they get and fries and stuff. But, you know, I mean, it's I don't really think for some, you know, hard, hard training guy that's, you know, trying, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, grabbing a hamburger, you know, two or three times oh, a week. absolutely not. Um, I and mean, I've but, had to do it trying to put on weight for this contest. So um, it, it's not, it's, it's not a bad thing. I think it can be a bad thing if you don't uh, engage in, you know, responsible and intelligent um nutrition. Oh yeah, there's 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 just definitely that, that you know moderation where you know you're you're just being you're just using it as an excuse to be a glutton, you know, or you know, hey, you know what? I I you know, the, I just just the, the density of this calories right now is going to be helpful to me cuz you know, I'm busting my ass so hard in the gym and my body's fighting, you know, fighting like hell just to, you know, keep me somewhat anabolic. So, I mean, there there is that, you know, maturity of decision, right, that you have to have. I would definitely. And I think, think it's also helpful to mention too. I mean, you don't just want to go and buy a bunch of supplements. You need to kind of do a little research first. And there's so much um, scientific literature on various supplements, and then there's some scientific literature on various supplements that um, don't have as much validity and reliability as they should. But you know, you definitely need to do a little bit of research. You know, look on the label, um, and just kind of know what you're getting, um, and, and know quantity or you know price, and kind of shop around a little bit before um, just going gung-ho about it. Right, definitely. I would say that certainly, um, yeah, I would say for, for my opinion, from the average guy who's in the gym, you know, training quite hard, I would think, yeah, definitely some sort of protein, um, a multivitamin, and you don't have to get anything special. I just think you can go to any pharmacy and kind of get, you know, just a good multivitamin. Maybe if you're a guy, just get one that's for men, though, just because of the iron thing. And uh, you know, and then build on top of that, specific to what you're doing, and and don't don't spend too much money at first, you know. Um, outside of you know, just buying good food, good clean food. Do you have any f- funny stories uh, from your from your goal, you know, initial years of training with weights with supplements? Did you? Uh... Um, I don't know about funny stories, but uh, I mean, earlier on, I mean, I, I used to do the whole um, old old school, you know, Rocky shakes. You know, with the eggs and the bananas and, uh, you know, and all that good stuff. And, you know, it's funny because the taste of it, I mean, I probably wouldn't do that now in terms of just because of, uh, you know, contamination or, like, salmonella or things like that. But, you know, looking back, it wasn't really that bad of a taste. It, um, but, uh, it actually wasn't that bad. Um, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing that, you know, for, you know, trainees, but uh, unless, you're, unless you're, like, extremely desperate or there's – uh, no supplements uh, around where you live, but um, you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't that bad. But um, that's the that's the first thing that comes to mind in terms of personal story. I remember that um, with my first training partner years ago. We're talking like you know late 80s, early 90s. There was a supplement that I, I don't even think I remember what the name of it was. Um, might come back to me probably after the show, but um, it turned out to be just completely like you know nothing more than really about a hoax. But you know as being um, touted as being, you know, basically the equivalent of drugs. And I remember that me and my buddy bought a bottle of this stuff, and it cost like 75 bucks. I think we just like chipped in the money for it or something. It had like, you know, 40 tabs or something, and it was just complete nonsense. And we had it in the cupboard, and him and I 
were actually frightened to use it, and I don't think we actually got around <laughs> to actually pop. I think I was the one that first one to pop the pill um, several weeks after we bought it because him and I both thought that it was basically drugs, and we were terrified to actually try it. Um, and it just goes to show you just kind of how, you know, naive <laughs> and foolhardy we were um, through no fault of our own. But, you know, I mean, everybody goes through those times where, and, and thankfully there's probably probably a little bit less of that type of stuff, although the, the claims made, yeah, on, on supplements today are every bit as outrageous for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to, uh, I guess Anthony is not going to be joining us today. Uh, I don't know what happened. Hopefully he's okay. But <laughs> I want to... Uh, as promised earlier in the show, um, actually, I, I should finish this off. Is there anything else, um, John, that you want to add about supplementation before I do um, go over the uh, trivia content? No, uh, I think we pretty much ran through um, the overall gamut in terms of um, you know the supplements and you know answering these types of like basic questions and attitude or mentality of um, training and supplements. So uh, I'm good to go. Okay. Well, let me uh, again, as promised to the listeners, I want to uh, go over these questions again, and this is our. Uh, 50th, 50th episode trivia contest, um, and you can win a bunch of free stuff. We're going to be drawing for this, um, I guess, on April 2nd when the competition closes, and it starts now. Um, and I'll give you the number in a minute that you can call in with the answers. Um, and the, the answers to the, these questions can be found in past episodes, obviously, of Iron Radio. Um, so the questions are, and there's four of them, where does Build Pearl train? Uh I guess we were, we're talking about, you know, um, the gym and probably where he kind of lives thing. Two, how many years did Charles say one should train before opening his pie hole? I love that one. <laughs> Three, which top ten, quote, top ten in our in our opinion, hardcore gym has been the competitive training center for both myself and Lonnie? Um, myself being Rob. Uh, four, what does PETA stand for in Phil's world? What does PETA stand for in Phil's world? And you can call... With those and with your answers at one two zero six two zero three three seven nine eight one two zero six two zero three three seven nine eight. So there you go. But um, I want to thank you, John, for uh, for joining us today and co-hosting with me because again, I was kind of left for dead here <laughs> by my three. Oh co-hosts. no, anytime. Thanks a lot. Um, Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So people, you've been listening to um, John Mike, um, and uh, as you can hear, he has a. Uh, a lot of great things to say. You might want to go back and uh, listen to a lot of the things he said again because he did give a lot of good information today. Um, and certainly we, we appreciate him coming on the show. And, and, John, you're more than welcome to come on with us uh, sometime in the future for sure because uh, we really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, okay, everybody. So uh, thanks for joining us today. And we'll be back next Friday hopefully with, uh, we'll, with uh, Phil, Charles, and uh, Lonnie. Um, until then, um, we'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org. If you're interested in studying a diet or an exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also, should they help with recommended dietitians, athletic trainers, qualified exercise physiologists, or 